On our defender discussions, we will uh, we've talked to Coach Brian Van Haften and Bryce Kopic about the Ecuador trip that the men's basketball team took, and uh, we're going to draw one more individual in, and uh, he is Austin Vendong. Austin, officially uh, student coach, is that the role you're in now? Uh, well, student manager. Student manager. Yep. So um, you are working with practice prep and conditioning and that kind of stuff I would imagine as uh, as the year gets going yeah so I'll help out a lot with uh, getting practice all set up um, doing yeah just kind of any miscellaneous things that Berg and VH uh, mm-hmm. need ready for practice or um, for games and that kind of thing so stay stay busy with the guys and stay busy with the coaches you were able to take the Ecuador trip and mm-hmm. that happened back in mid-august and have you ever done anything like that before? Have you had any experience like that? No, I haven't. This is my first experience uh, doing kind of like a, a mission trip. or um, Yeah, I've been out of the country a few times, but specifically kind of a mission trip and uh, having kind of a basketball focus to it. This is my, my first time, and yeah, it was, it was great, and it was a super enjoyable experience. Yeah, what did you take away from it? What, uh, what, what did you see? Well, so first, I guess, language barrier. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody spoke Spanish down there. and What were the ages of the kids that you worked with? you have any idea? Yeah, so we went to schools. Uh, I mean, they were probably four, four-year-olds, kind of the low, low yeah. end that we were ever with, all the way up to high school kids. So we kind of had a wide range of uh, kids that we were dealing with. Any other blonde-haired Caucasians there on no, the basketball team? There was not. There were very few... Very few other Caucasian people that yeah. we saw there, so that was kind of a unique experience. I mean, for those people, they we if we go into a restaurant and everything, and people see a group of yeah. uh, about fifteen or so uh, Caucasian people, that was definitely something that they didn't see very often. I heard that uh, Ben Fairclaw was a big hit. As he well. was a big hit. Those uh, those kids really uh, kind of uh, were attracted to him, and yeah, he's a super super awesome dude and super fun to be around and his accent too is pretty cool so they those kids got a kick out of that and they also just got a kick out of like when we would try to talk spanish to him and everything too and we try to piece a few words together and yeah we could get him to chuckle and laugh and stuff you were you excited about going on the trip nervous what uh, what were the emotions leading up to getting on the plane and heading over yeah some of both obviously i think Anytime you go to a place that far away and a place you've never been to, there's definitely a little bit of nervousness and anxiousness going into it. But uh, And, yeah, they had a little bit of unrest and stuff in yeah. the country kind of prior with the whole uh, presidential election type of thing going on and had an assassination down there. So we were all, I think, a little bit anxious about that. But safety was really never never a concern for us we always felt safe and yeah a lot of that had to do with the the people down there that took care of us and uh they did a they did a great job of hosting us uh one of the players who i talked to in passing i said what do you take away from it and uh i think it might have been milliken and he said just how little it took to how little it took to get a positive reaction from people it was he said it didn't take much. Did you see that? Yeah, absolutely. Connor said that perfectly. I think just just our presence there and being able to share the game of basketball with them and just the the joy that those kids uh, would have on their faces, just being able to share basketball-like experiences. Or we'd go and um, visit, walk into their classrooms and take a picture with them or sign some autographs and things like that. And I mean... 
um, yeah, the joy that they had for some of the smallest things was really incredible and something that I will for sure take away, take away from this trip. Now, on the way home, you're gone for a week. You're decompressing. You're on the flight home. Mm-hmm. You had a couple uh, medical issues, uh, it sounds like, that you had to help out with on the flight home. Yeah, there was uh, a few or two individuals that needed some medical attention, and so they uh, radioed in the cabin of the plane if anyone had any medical experience and that kind of thing. And uh, some of my buddies hit me. I was kind of dozing on and off, and they let me know what was going on, and I didn't see anyone going up. So, um, yeah, I felt like I needed to step up in, in that moment and in the best way that I could. Now, so. you're, you're studying nursing, right? Yep, that is correct. And wh- which, which, leg of the f- which leg of the trip was that, the, that you had this? So this was on our way home from... Minneapolis or from Miami to Minneapolis. Okay. So we had, yeah, we had a bus ride from Monta, Ecuador to Guayaquil, Ecuador. And then we had a flight from Guayaquil, Ecuador to Miami, seven hour layover in Miami. And uh, then our flight from Miami to Minneapolis is when this all took place. So, so how tell me when once you assessed, okay, they need someone to help and no one else is a likely candidate I'll help out. How long did it take for things to kick in and for you to go into nurse's mode, if you will? Yeah, I mean, I kind of went into that mode, I guess, a little bit right away, just asking questions, talking to the parents of the first uh, individual. Uh, And I guess the biggest delay then was the flight attendants uh, needed to see, like, medical uh, licensing and everything. But since I'm not graduated or anything like that, I couldn't offer – any of that sort of thing to them to, I guess, technically prove my background in healthcare. Um, so that, because without that, they weren't allowing me to open any sure. of the medical supplies and uh, that sort of stuff. So that was a little bit of a little bit of a bump in a road that we had to right. kind of cross. So I actually don't know who cleared me to uh, get into that stuff, but at some point, about yeah. ten to fifteen minutes later, they gave me access to the stuff in the medical bag and I was able to take uh, the young kids uh, vitals and kind of, yeah, relayed that information onto the doctor and yeah, went from there. And so you settled that down and then you had another incident as well. (laughs) Yeah. So that whole process with communicating with the doctor and taking care of uh, the young kid and what we needed to do for him probably took about 45 minutes or so to an hour just, yeah, the communication and just kind of different delays and things that we had uh, uh, stepped through. But then, yeah, I went back and sat down for about five minutes, and uh, they were calling my name up there again for another individual that needed medical You did attention. such a good job with the first one, they, <laughs> they figured you'd they'd give you another customer. Yeah, I guess so. And but, both both positive outcomes and... Uh, yeah, both... Uh, Uh, Both individuals got off the plane healthy and stable and into the hand of uh, the EMTs that were awaiting uh, on the tarmac for us. Now, have you shared with any of your instructors here any of this that happened? Yeah, I actually did share with them uh, a little bit. One of my professors actually also had a plane experience, so we were kind of sharing our experiences together a little bit. And Yeah, you just never know when... um, You'll need to put those, uh, put that knowledge and that type of stuff to the test. But yeah, God uh, was kind of watching over everybody on the plane, and thankfully that uh, we had the 
equipment and the things that were needed to keep those people safe and get off the plane healthy. May, you're going to graduate with a nursing major. What What's the plan after May happens? Yeah, so I'll um, likely try to find a job around the Sioux Center Orange City area waiting uh, as Janie, my fiance, will uh, have a year of college right. left. And yep. so I'd like to be able to get to her games as much as possible and be as, as close to this area um, for then. But then, yeah, I hope to get some critical care experience uh, and then apply to CRNA school in the future. And, and what is that? that. Uh, certified registered nurse anesthetist. Okay. And what does that mean? What does that person do? Yep. So you're in the the operating room, um, and you're basically the okay. person that's in charge of putting the the patient to sleep and uh, waking them up after the procedure and uh, that kind of thing. How much school is that? I mean, is, so you'll you'll be uh, you'll be an RN after this is all finished. Yep. Hopefully? I'll be I'll have my RN and BSN after Dort, and then I'll have to take the NCLEX, so the boards yep. testing. Um, to get certified. And then, yeah, in order to apply this for the school, you need two years of that critical care experience. Okay. And then it's about a two, two and a half year program okay. to to graduate with your, your CRNA then. Four years of school wasn't enough. You just need a little <laughs> yeah, bit more, huh? I guess not. I enjoy it too much apparently, but yeah. so. Well, enjoy your senior year and uh, it'll be uh, great seeing you at uh, the basketball practices and games again this winter. And uh, I'm sure we'll see a lot more of you, Austin, but uh, thanks for sharing uh, your your trip experiences and uh, best wishes as the school year begins. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much, Mike.